This is the Collective Ambition Podcast. All right, let's talk about team building and um, how important it actually is as an entrepreneur because I want to highlight some stories that I've recently discussed in one of our mastermind calls because that topic came up. How do we hire people? How do you manage these people? And uh, what are the types of people that you need to be looking for? How do you really get the best people? And there were some stories of billionaires that came into my mind that I want you to check out and that would really highlight a huge epiphany that I've had and that um, will really impact your life, your business, and how you think about business. Because the core idea is that big business in the end is all about people. And the core skills as a leader, if you want to step into a leadership role, are leadership, obviously, emotional intelligence, and also knowing yourself, which means knowing what you're good at and what holes you need to fill so that uh, yeah, other people do what they're good at. And it's really a topic that I like to call the next level of business because hiring people and managing a company, that is a completely different game than just doing multiple jobs as a solopreneur. And I remember the first time I hired my part-time uh, freelancer or employee or whatever you want to call it, um, I really realized, okay, this is a completely different game. There's a completely different mindset behind it, a completely different way of thinking, of uh, behaving, and um, it's all of a sudden it becomes a real business, a separate entity that can run without me that is not me. And I feel like so many entrepreneurs nowadays that are starting out, um, they, they have it backwards. You know, we think it's the strategy, the techniques, and getting the right funnel, but in the end, building a business and a big business that's, that's actually a business that can run without you, or that, you know, it's not just you, but has all these different moving parts, it's about people. People are the ones that build the systems, they are the ones that run the systems, and um, people are the ones that build the business. So if you think like Elon Musk is this incredible genius, he is, he's, you know, he's an incredible entrepreneur, but he's not the one that has built the Tesla car. He's got a huge team of geniuses behind him. And the, the best story that I've ever heard that will absolutely blow your mind is the one of Jeff Hoffman. So if you don't know Jeff Hoffman, Jeff Hoffman is the guy that, for example, founded Priceline.com. He's a billionaire. He's, mul he's built multiple, uh, I think, billion-dollar businesses. And um, he's also built uh, the, the ticket stands that you see at every airport where you um, print out your ticket. You can check in without having to wait in line. So he saved a lot of time for all of us. And that's how you be they basically become a billionaire. You save a, a billion people, save a lot of time. That's how you become a billionaire. So, um, and what he says is that it's your goal to hire such great people that you have to get out of their way so they can do that job and you almost become useless. And um, the funny thing is he told this story of how he, one day on a Monday morning, he looked at his calendar and it was, there was something wrong with it. There was nothing on there. And uh, he called his assistant and said, uh, my, my calendar is broken. The software, I don't know what's wrong with it, but can you fix it? And she was like, uh, okay, let me check. Um, no, there's nothing wrong with it. And he said, uh, no, there's, there's nothing on there. It doesn't show me anything. It's, it's broken. And she was like, no, you, no, no, you don't have any appointments today. You're fine. You don't, there's nothing you need to do. Nothing scheduled. Um, you can take the day off if you want. And he was like, okay, I'm the CEO. I, I gotta do something. It's not like, you know, I can just go home now. I'm the CEO of this big business. So he was looking for ways to be useful to do things. So he went to his marketing department. You know, he peeked into the door and said, uh, guys, um, anything you need help with? I've got nothing on my plate right now. And they were like in the middle of the discussion and looking at him like, um, 
we're, we're working on something right now and we're really focused. Like, can you maybe just take the day off or play golf or do something else? Um, but not right now, please. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he went to a different department. Hey guys, do you need any help with anything? And uh, they said the same thing. Hey, why don't you just take the day off? You know, just play some golf or, or find something else to do. But we're busy right now, please. Like, you know, we're busy. We're gonna do this. And um, he went to all these different departments in his company and everyone told him to go home. And it was pretty depressing for him, he said. So, uh, because he felt useless. He felt, hey, I'm, you know, I'm the CEO of the company, shouldn't I be doing something? And um, that's when he had the realization that you're the best CEO the day that no one calls you. That is the day that, you, that, is the day that you're the best CEO. And Gary Keller, the guy behind Keller Williams, a huge real estate business, um, also a billionaire. I think it's, it might be one of the biggest real estate businesses in the world, might, might be the biggest one. He, uh, he's also the co-author of The One Thing, incredible book. Um, he said a very similar thing. He said, you only have a real business when you can be gone for a month and your net worth still goes up. So he's also very known for um, hiring empire builders is what he calls them. And they build the business for him and he works in a partnership with them. And um, back to the story, Jeff's core skill, Jeff Hoffman's core skill is vision and bringing the people together that make it happen by treating them exceptionally well. And um, he's bringing all these moving parts together and he's hiring exceptional people that do the job for him better than he could. He even told stories of how he was sitting on the laptop and one of his engineers came, he was writing code and he was like, uh, can you please step away from the, you know, from the code, like, let me do it. And he's like, hey, I know how to write code. Yeah, but you're the worst engineer here, like, let me do it. And uh, that's one of, one of the other examples of what it can be like if you hire incredible people. And it's a completely different way of thinking about business well, it's not about how can I make this funnel work and then learning it yourself, but actually who knows what needs to be done, how this is done well, how can I bring them into my business? Or how can I work with them? Maybe it's an agency that you need to work with. And um, also Dan Sullivan, someone who's, who I'm gonna talk about later, incredible guy, he uh, talks about the same concept. And also Peter Diamandis, if you've heard about him, if not, Google him, read his books, incredible guy. Uh, he's pretty much, yeah, he's pretty much like a, another version of Elon Musk. Um, and what they talk about is, the question is not how, the question is who. The question is not how, the question is who. So when they ask themselves, okay, what, what do we want to achieve this? Okay, who do we need? Not how do we do this? How do we do this with, with our existing team? But who knows how it's done, who's done it before, how can we bring them in there? So the question is who? Completely different way of thinking about business. And it's in the end, like that's one of the other uh, realizations that I had. It is so crucial to have emotional intelligence, which means you're able to manage your own and others' emotions. You're able to work with people, you're able to uh, deal with conflict with people and bring people together. That's an incredibly important skill. Then leadership, which is crafting a vision and being able to communicate that. So also again, communication, being able to communicate the vision and actually communicating the people effectively so they know what you want, they know you have good interests for them, and um, topics around that. So, you know, Jeff's core skill, again, also treating his people exceptionally well. So he tells the story of how this, how he hired this, this 20 something year old genius, uh, software engineer, and um, he just started working in the company. So Jeff Hoffman picked into his office or in, into his room and said, hey, uh, anything that you currently need any help with? And 
the guy, he didn't know that that was a CEO. It was one of his first days and he was like, um, yeah, I've got some dry cleaner that needs to be picked up. I'm sorry, like, I really don't have any time. Could you maybe pick that up for me? Because I'm, you know, I'm really, I really want to get this done now. And he was like, yeah, sure. And the other employees looked at him like, oh my God, he just asked the CEO to pick up the dry cleaning for him. And um, the, the Jeff Hoffman, the CEO, he said, no, 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 no. I'm going to pick up the dry cleaning for this guy. Not just that, but you're also going to see me wash his car outside because this guy is a genius and I want him to stay home. I want him to feel great and alive and like he belongs and like he's been treated what he's worth, which is a lot. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to make sure that everybody here is incredibly happy. And he did that for him. And one of the most proudest metrics that uh, he had when he sold one of his businesses, which is the ticket stand business, that in 36 months, they realized no employee had left. They had incredible people and none of them had left. That's how about what, what how about that as a as a as a metric that you're proud of? Not that you've that you've exited for a hundred million in three years, but that nobody left. That you treated your people so well that they, there was nothing they would rather do. There's no place they would rather work at. And then again, emotional intelligence. Um, being able to influence people, communicate, leadership. If you have that as a skill, you could build any business. And that's, I guess, that's, that's a realization that I had. If you have these skills, human skills, EQ, not IQ, EQ, you can rally the people together who are exceptional and have, an, have a high IQ and do these things. And really care for your people. Uh, I mean, he, he also tells this other story, which is incredible and really heartwarming. Um, he tells a story of how he's asking his employees, okay, what's one thing that you need to do with your life so you can say it was well-lived? When you look back, you're like, wow, incredible, well-lived life. And he talked to his one employee, I think his name was Chris, and he asked Chris, okay, what, what is that for you? And Chris told this heartbreaking story how he grew up in a trailer, in a trailer that wasn't in, in a, mobile, a mobile home, and it has had holes in it, and you know, they just had a few blankets, but they used the blankets at night to stuff the holes so the cold air wouldn't come in. And he saw his mom and his sister shivering at night, and he just wanted to get out of it. He had so much passion of fixing that pain that he went through as a child, and he just wanted to buy a house for his mom in Florida because he was so grateful that his mom went through all that shit with his children, um, with his children, and brought them through it to the point where they are now, where they have a job, and you know, they've made it out of the the misery. And he just wanted to give back to his mom, buy a house in Florida, make her really happy. And Jeff Hoffman realized this guy has incredible passion. He's going to stay in this company and I'm going to make sure that he's incredibly happy. There's no better place where he wants to work. There's nothing there's, he would, he has to love coming into the office every day. So what he did is he printed out a picture of, of, an, of a house in Florida and he hung it on the wall in his office and his employees started asking, what, what's this? What's, what are you, what's this picture about? It's just a house. And he said, well, that's the reason why Chris comes to work every day here. And what is that for you? And he asked everyone and really put up a vision board for, for his employees. How about that? And um, yeah, what ended up happening is that they sold the company, they bought the house and they wanted to, wanted to surprise the mom. So the CEO and Chris, the employee, they took uh, Chris's mom and they went to the house. And they didn't tell the mom what, what it was all about. And the mom was actually pretty pissed. She was like, what's, 
why, why are you bringing me to this house? Um, you, you know, you, okay, your CEO just exited another company. He wants to brag to his house. And he was like, no, no, please trust me. Like, just, you know, come to the house. And then they drove her to the house. She arrived at the house and she was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, why would I want to look at his house? Please just bring him back to the airport, please. And um, then he asked, he asked her, no, 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 wait, please just check out the bedroom, please. Could, could you follow me into the bedroom? <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is getting really weird now. And uh, no, no, please trust me. And what they did was they recreated the bedroom that she had with the tiniest details so that she would recognize it. She walks into the room, wow, I recognize this room. And what ended up happening was that she entered the room and she was like, this is my house. And um, yeah, it was a, yeah, a very uh, emotional story and you know, everyone started crying and you know, you would think the employee, would be, Chris would be like, oh, thanks so much. Uh, Finally, I can settle down and, you know, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. But no, the exact opposite. He was like, okay, Jeff, what's next? What's the next business we're going to build? But just think about that. Think about you have the greatest connections to incredible people who are exceptional at what they do, incredibly passionate, and you have such a good relationship because you really care about them that they follow you from one company to the next. They actually build the companies with you and for you and... They love doing it and they love you as a CEO and you love them back. Like what a win-win that is. And just going from one company to the next and how, that's how he's possible to build one huge company after the next because he knows emotional intelligence, treating people well. He knows leadership. He knows how to craft a vision and communicate that. He knows how to care to people. He knows how to persuade them and actually make it a win-win for them. So they have unstoppable passion to work on it as well. How incredible is that? So that just shifted my mind completely. It is about who not how. Next time you have a problem, don't ask, okay, how do I solve this problem? How can I, you know, but okay, who knows how to solve the problem? And how can I, how can I make it win-win so they work with me and I can do something for them? So, man, I love this concept. I love this concept. If you're not fired up about this, um, I don't know, maybe you're a sociopath, but this is uh, incredible. It really shifted my mind. And Jeff Hoffman is one of the biggest idols that I have. He's... Just the way, just just check him out on YouTube. Just watch, consume everything that you find about him. He's going to tell these stories as well, and just incredible guy. I, you know, maybe one day I'll meet him. I'll, um, yeah, I just want to learn from this guy as much as possible. And um, yeah, that's when it also becomes really important of knowing yourself, knowing what you're good at, and that's what I want to get into later as well. But before I do that, I want to tell another story that really opens your mind about when it comes to um, team building and getting incredible people and um, yeah, making sure that you get the right people into the company and you keep the right people in the company. And another person that you need to check out if you wanna master this skill, if you wanna learn about this, uh, about culture and stuff like that and, and building an incredible team, then you need to check out Cameron Harold. Cameron Harold is uh, the entrepreneur that, for example, has built the COO Alliance, which is a mastermind specifically for the second person in command, which is the COO. Um, and he um, also built 1-800-GOT-JUNK into a, I don't know how many millions, but okay, I don't need to throw around metrics. He's just an incredible guy. Just check him out. And what he really... Um, helped me understand was that values and culture is way more important than the skill that they have. Also, Jeff Hoffman, uh, the same principle, 
Sam, Jeff Hoffman also uh, told this story of how he hired, how he fired his best sales rep because he was just an asshole. And he knew that if this guy is in the office, people just feel worse. He's just an asshole. He's arrogant. He, you know, he puts people down and he, he fired him. He, he told him, uh, you can't fire me. I'm the best sales rep by far. He was like, no, you're an asshole. You're out of here. And that just made the whole team so appreciative and and understand, okay, this is about culture, we're a family here, we really care about each other. So, And what, what Cameron Harold told, um, what he, the story that he told, now, he he was talking about another CEO, I don't think he's talking about himself, but he, talk, he was talking about another CEO who did the following thing when it comes to getting the, the best people and making sure that they are the best people. What he did was he would fly in the job applicants He'd fly them in, and then at the airport, they would pick him up. They would pick them up in a van, and they were chatting, they were chit chatting, and the driver was, you know, socializing with them. And one of them was really pissed that, you know, oh, he spilled coffee on his jeans, and now it's, it's all over. Like, oh, super annoyed. And then he put the other people down. He's like really annoyed, just looking out the window. Not really a positive guy. The other, you know, there's a woman in there who, you know, was like, oh, it's going to be fine, you know, trying to help him, trying to find, you know give some value to her and uh, to him and, and really help him out. And there's another guy who's a bit more quiet and reserved and he just observed the situation. And, you know, the driver was the one that was socializing with, with them and just asking them questions, you know. And when they arrived at the company, they would go into the front door, wait in the lobby, and the driver of the van would go into the back door and meet the CEO. And he would tell them everything that happened, everything that happened behind the curtains. Because what these people understand is that a job interview is just so easy to put on a mask and say all the great accomplishments that you've had and what a great person you are, that you are detail-oriented, that you, are, that you have a can-do attitude. But when this coffee spilled on your jeans and you freak out, well, you actually don't have a can-do attitude, you know? And actions just speak louder than words. So that gave him an insight into who are these people? What do they value? What's their attitude? And do they value similar things that we value in this company here? And will they fit in? Will they be one of us? And what ended up happening was that he would go into the lounge, the CEO, and be like, okay, um, you three, uh, you can go and you know come in for the job interview one after another. The other guy, sorry, this is not gonna work out. Now, I've tried to look for this story. I've, ha I've only had it in my head because it, it just stuck. Um, you know, I hope I'll find it where he tells the story, but I think it was at the live event in Austin that I went to where he told this story. And I didn't know who, who the CEO was. I, I can't remember that. But this is just an incredible story that shows how important it is for those CEOs to get the right people with the right values. And um, I want to transition into the next story that, well, not just stories, but also concepts. Um, and the next CEO, the next uh, incredible entrepreneur that we can learn from, which is... Dan Sullivan. If you haven't heard of Dan Sullivan, please check him out. Check out his podcast, 10X Talk. And um, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's got an incredible reputation with a lot of high-level entrepreneurs who tell him, who, who say he's, he's one of the smartest entrepreneurs that I know. And he's, uh, he's been doing coaching for entrepreneurs for around 40 years now. And uh, his concepts are just groundbreaking. He's also, again, the one that said, who, not what. And... Um, where was I getting with this? Where was I getting with this? So um, he, he talks about, for example, one of the 
um, concept is unique ability. And that ties back to the Jeff Hoffman story uh, of finding your unique ability. What, what is that that you are exceptional at? Not just good or great, but exceptional. Figuring out what that is and then doing only that. Only doing that. And letting everyone else in your company do the exceptional things. So for Jeff Hoffman, that was the vision, creating that, communicating that, and saying what direction the ship goes into. And then also making all the parts stick together, which is, I mean, the parts is the people. Again, business made of people. Business is basically all about people. He's the one that makes sure that they stay, they like working here. There's no conflict or you know the right type of conflict maybe that you need in order to grow the company and grow the team and grow as a person. Um, and that's his core skill, that's his unique ability and that's all that he should be doing. Now, this is just an assumption that I've made based on the stories. Maybe his unique ability is something else. Maybe your unique ability is something completely else. And you need to hire someone that is good at leadership, crafting a vision, and the EQ skills that you don't have. But again, you need to have a baseline of EQ skills because if you're a CEO and you're, nobody likes you and nobody likes to work with you, it's really hard to build a company because again, company is made up of people. And um, the unique ability is a concept that is the one thing that you're not just good at, but exceptional. And it's something that gives you energy, it excites you, and it doesn't feel like work. It's something that you can do almost endlessly. And that's why someone like Gary Vee is able to, do, to work 16 nowadays, because he's tapping into his strengths. He's tripling down onto his strengths. He's, he's loving what he does. He's in meetings, he's talking to people, he's you know imagining what the next innovation is gonna look like on social media. And um, he loves that. That's his unique ability. That's where he's like a fish in water, where he's, it just comes naturally to him. It's something that he would do anyways. You know, just like someone like Elon Musk, what's his unique ability? What, what might it be? Well, it might be engineering and just figuring out uh, phys physics problems and uh, getting really deep with that and cracking the code of these things. And that's what he does. He does a lot of the engineering work in Tesla, in SpaceX. And um, it is your job to know what is it that you are exceptional at. And anything else don't do that at all. So that really comes back to the importance of knowing yourself and self-awareness, which is something that Gary Vaynerchuk is talking about a lot. It's something that finally clicked for me as well. You need to know who you are. It's not just, oh, just know who you are because you know, it's something that says in the Bible or it's just you know, one of these things, but it's, it's actually one of the most applicable things in business, knowing who you are, meaning knowing what you're good at, knowing what gives you energy, knowing what you are exceptional at, or what, where you have the potential to become exceptional at, back to Mastery by Robert Greene, and you master these skills, you get so incredibly good that you're uniquely valuable in the marketplace and you can give value to others and you become another who. Because if you think about it again, they're looking for who, not what. People are looking for who, not what. I mean, good entrepreneurs. So if you wanna give value to another entrepreneur, you wanna partner up with someone, you need to be a who for someone, which is someone that is exceptionally good at something that they want to achieve. Someone that is not good at leadership, if you are good at leadership. Someone that is not good at software engineering, if you are incredibly good at software engineering. Someone that is not good at hiring, if you are exceptionally good at hiring. That's how you become an expert and a consultant. So many consulting businesses out there, so many people teaching other people how to do the consulting business and how to be an expert, but everyone skips the expert part. Are you actually an expert? I mean, Yes, there's a lot of services that you can provide where it gives you value and, you know, it gives people value, you know, it's worth 2K, but really becoming an expert where they think about you the first time they hear about this skill. That's what he's best, best at. Formulating concepts, uh, communicating a vision, inspiring a team, 
managing conflict in a team. What is the unique ability that you want to be really good at that gives you energy that you have a natural tendency to, towards? And um, there's an exercise that I want you to do to get clear on that because once you get clear on that, ooh, life becomes so much easier. Just imagine all the things that you hate. Maybe it's software stuff or dealing with people. Could be anything for you. Never having to do that again because you've got clarity on what you want and you know how to give away the, 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 the other stuff. Maybe you just like the strategy and just envisioning something and putting, yeah, putting together a rough strategy and then letting someone else do it. So the exercise that I want you to do doesn't take a lot of time and the results are, you know, the, the benefits are incredible. It's the three circles exercise, which is what Dan Sullivan says. I'm just going to give you the gist of it because I can't remember what the details of it are, but it's, it's good enough to get incredible benefits. And I want you to check out what he actually talks about because he's, obviously he's the master of that. So I'm just going to give you a watered down version of that. So the three circles, you know, I like to, I, like, I did it in a way where it's three columns, so it's not three circles. Um, the first column is things that drain you, that you don't like, and that you suck at. For me, that is, for example, when I have to deal with website stuff and implementing small things and software and technical stuff, and I have to set up a camera and I have to, you know, oh, headaches, pain, misery, suicide. I don't want to, no. I can do an hour or two of that, but after that, my brain is mush and my body is telling me to please just run away from this, okay? Uh, what is that for you? What are the things that drain you? So, for example, I've done a I've set up a Trello board that is bookmarked, and um, every time I do an activity, you know, just track it for a week or two, you put that into one of these three columns. If something is draining, you put it into the first one. The second one is things that you're indifferent to. It's, you know, it's, you can do it, it doesn't drain you, but it doesn't excite you. It's just something that needs to get done. For example, for me, for now, I've realized that, you know, structuring things and, you know, putting some structure behind them uh, that's fine with me. You know, I like systemizing things, becoming a bit more efficient here and there. Um, and that is something that, you know, doesn't drain me and it doesn't excite me. It's like, you know, it needs to get done and I'll do it. And the third one is things that excite you and they give you energy and you love doing them. You look forward to doing them. You actually, if you could just do that, you would just do that. And the thing that you want to end up with, which is what Dan Sullivan does with his clients, is that he works with them over a period of 90 to 180 days, or at least he gives them the exercise to do that, um, of constantly eliminating something that they hate, that, they, that drains them, and then later on moving into the things that they're indifferent to until they're left with just one activity, literally just one activity, not, not just the column of things that energize you, but the best one out of those. So just imagine, uh, you know, someone like Tony Robbins, constantly being on stage. That's his unique ability. That's what he loves, it, it, what energizes him. That's why he's doing all that stuff. He doesn't want to set up the event. He doesn't want to market the event. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He's incredible at being on stage, being a leader, uh, firing people up, working with them one-on-one, -on -one, doing interventions, working with people, influencing them. And that's what he does. And he's not the guy that's just like, you know, I'm, I want to set up this website. Of course not. He's doing his unique ability. Just like someone like Peter Diamandis. He's the one that... I couldn't tell you what his unique ability is, but I would imagine he's the one that is bringing also the teams together and crafting the vision and um, hiring the right people. And then just think about other entrepreneurs who just are the fish in the water. For example, Gary Vee, he's a fish in the water. He's in his element. He's doing the work that he loves doing. He is doing uh, meetings. He's meeting up with entrepreneurs. He's, 
he's highly emotional intelligent and he talks about that a lot so just imagine you have that just imagine you have that one activity you love doing that just think about that in your business probably while i'm talking about this you already know the answer what is an activity that you absolutely love doing in your business that you could do all day maybe there's no answer for you right now maybe you're in a business that you're not really passionate about, which is fine if you're just in it for money in the beginning, you're just here to learn experiences and get a good foundation. That's amazing, that's what I did too. I was in e-commerce, I hated every second of it. You know, not every second, but there's few things that I liked about it, but I hardly did them because you know it involved a lot of in front of computer work, numbers and technical stuff, supply chain management. Oh, I was so happy when I delegated that. So much more energy, so freed up. It's not just the time that you free up, it is literally the, en the energy and also your love for the business or your hate for the business. Maybe you hate your business because you're doing things that you just don't like. So just think about that. And another thing about self-awareness is another exercise you can do or a test is the Colby Index, also something that Dan Sullivan talks about. So these are all Dan Sullivan concepts. Please check him out, he's incredible. And um, the Colby Index is a test that is showing you how you naturally work best. So everyone works differently. You also know the Myers-Briggs, the 16 personalities. Maybe you're an ENFJ, ENTJ, INSF, something like that, or INSJ. Um, also knowing yourself what your natural tendencies are, but this Colby Index shows you how you work. So it has four action modes, four pillars. The first one is fact finder. It's how you gather and share information. If you do some research online and uh, you learn something new, uh, follow through is the second one, which is arrange and design. It could also be, yeah, just putting a bit more structure into things and uh, things around that, arranging and designing them, organizing things. The third one is quick start, which is dealing with risk and uncertainty. It's saying, okay, let's do this. Let's start with this now. Instead of saying, oh, let's think about this a bit more first, you know. And the fourth one is implementer, which is handling spaces and tangibles, also execution and implementation. I believe this is more around uh, technical stuff or actually yeah, implementing things that you have quick started, that you have uh, maybe gathered some information around and want to use now. Um, and each four of these different levels have a different set of intensity for you. And there's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. It's just everyone is a bit different. Everyone has different strengths. And... These four pillars, they have a different level of depth for you, intensity, between one and, one and 10, I believe. And if you're, for example, a strong fact finder, then you are the one that usually spends a lot of time there naturally. That's just how you work. You wanna gather a lot of information and data around this, and you love that, and you see, it's just what you do. So your job in your company should be strategizing. It should be, okay, what are other companies doing? What does the market need? Let's read about this concept, Let read, let's read this book. And then I'm gonna come up with a strategy and that's what I love doing. And then there's strong follow through. If you have a strong follow through, for example, and you're not a strong fact finder, then what you need to be doing is you need to be systemizing things and structuring them. How can we make things more efficient? How can we organize this? How can you set up this system in place so this doesn't happen again? And you are that type of person. If you're a weak follow through and you are not structured at all, and you're a quick start, you just wanna start something uh, that is uncertain, that is risky, innovative product, let's get into this, start this startup, then you need someone that can clean up after you, that can organize things, so, so they can be like, whoa, 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 wait, you're starting a new thing now, you started this other thing, we haven't even put a structure around that yet to make it consistent and appear again and again in high quality, we need someone 
uh, yeah, we need someone that need, that structures that. So if you're a strong follow, a, a strong quick start, and you're really weak at follow through, which is the structure, then you need to hire someone that can structure these things and clean up after you. So you basically hire the skills that you're lacking because all of these need to be there. You need to be someone that is able to, uh, is incredibly good at fact finding and strategizing, incredibly good at you know innovating, quick start, incredibly good at systems and also implementing an implementer that you know that actually implements the steps that you strategize if you're a strong uh, if you're a strong fact finder. And uh, you need to hire what you're lacking. So if you hate implementing stuff, hire an implementer so you can do the vision and strategy. And basically, that's what someone like Peter Diamandis and Dan Sullivan does for every person they hire, not just to see if they're the right fit, but also to see where they fit in and also understand how they work and not give them too much of a hard time if they're, if they were a weak fact finder to not come up with a strategy because maybe they have other strengths and you can put them in a different position where they're really good at what they do. And the whole team knows, okay, she's a fact finder. He's a, he's a, you know, a quick start. And, um, then really working with that and finding the people that have what you don't have that can complement your way of working in a way where it gives you the best return. And um, it also brings me back to the concept of mastery. Robert Greene, I love talking about this. Um, basically that you find your one core ability or industry or, or niche or whatever you want to master. It could be a skill, could be could be anything, but you don't want to pursue mastery of that skill. And you want to triple down on your strengths and putting Put in roughly 10,000 hours is what a basic rule of thumb says. Of course, it's plus minus maybe 2,000. Um, but th that's the pattern that I found that that's how long it takes to master a skill. So it, it usually takes around 10 years if you put in um, around three or four hours a day into your mastery of skill. Um, really figuring out what is that skill for you? What is your unique ability that energizes you, that you love doing, that's that's all you want to talk about and do and, and experience. And then really diving deep into that and mastering that skill. Becoming so exceptionally good at it that there's no one that can compare to you. That when people think about, hey, we need to do this, they think about you. You're a master of that skill. It's, it's just in your body. It's like you don't even have to think of, think consciously anymore to do it. And becoming one of the puzzle pieces that is exceptional at one thing in a company and then finding the other puzzle people's piece, pieces who are exceptional at what they do. So you have an incredibly efficient and innovative and successful company that is pretty much unstoppable because finding talent is um, one of the hardest things that um, they discuss. It's just, and it's again, EQ, the most underrated and crucial skill as a CEO and human being. So also for your relationships and understanding your emotions, communicating your vision, resolving conflict and conflict and lead, and also making decision based on intuition and emotion rather than just pure logic. I recently listened to a interview with Jeff Bezos where he says that he makes most of the really crucial decisions based on intuition. Intuition is just a feeling. It just comes up. It's like, it just feels like I need to, we need to be doing this. I can't, I can't really put a finger on this but I just feel it. And being in touch with that, being in touch with your emotions, so you can listen to your subconscious mind when it has organized all the data and information that you have, and it knows your goal, and it tells you, you need to be doing this because I'm way smarter than you with your conscious brain and your logic. 
Okay, so just to summarize it all, Jeff Hoffman, incredible at leading people skills and caring about his employees and bringing the pieces together to make a vision a reality, treating his employees incredibly well and having such great people that he needs to get out of the way. Then James Cameron, uh, not James Cameron, Cameron Harold, sorry, <laughs> uh, pretty different guy. Uh, Cameron Harold, check him out as well. He talks a lot about culture and, and uh, leading and hiring and all these things if you're interested in that, which you should be if you want to build a big business. And um, his story of how the CEO uh, looked behind the curtain with his employees to figure out, okay, what are their values and do they fit into our company rather than what are their skills or how good are they at that? And then also the Dan Sullivan concepts. What are you really good at? What's your unique ability? What are, what are the activities that give you energy that you could, do, you could be doing all day? And if you did that all day, it'd be easy to work 16 hour days and become incredibly good and uniquely valuable in the marketplace because you're mastering your skill. So that's it for this episode. Um, don't underestimate the emotional intelligence, the EQ, the most underrated and crucial skill as a CEO and a human being and just someone that wants to live a happy life because <laughs> it's incredibly important. So um, I hope this was valu valuable to you. Please check out the resources. The Colby Index, for example, it's it's uh, spelled K-O-L-B-E. Uh, you can do the test for 50 bucks. Uh, really insightful. And again, self-awareness is incredibly important to know what your skills are or what your natural tendencies are so you can work with that instead of fighting an uphill battle and try to be something that you're not. Okay, so I hope this was valuable. Let me know if it is and I'll see you in the next episode.